0: Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Josh Planos from the Better Business Bureau. This show is created to highlight the work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can also sign up for our free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. Today, we are talking with Mike Malloy from Lincoln Literacy. Nice to meet you, Mike. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself?
1: Uh, Josh, thanks for having me here. I really appreciate the opportunity. I always look forward to talking to people about Lincoln Literacy. Um, I am uh, uh, the uh, director of uh, uh, tutor training and also donor stewardship for Lincoln Literacy. I've been in this position for almost a year. I was a volunteer with the organization for about five years prior to that. Um, I was originally, uh, I'm originally from Iowa. Uh, I grew up in a small town and then uh, my wife and I moved here to Lincoln 10 years ago. Um, I was a journalist before that and <laughs> I used to work at the, uh, the Capitol here in the, uh, Lincoln uh, before I started working at the Lincoln Literacy. So, um, that's a little bit of background about myself. And uh, again, thanks for for having me on the show today.
0: Sure thing. Uh, what is the the best part of your job when you meet somebody new and, and you have to kind of explain, uh, you know, that elevator pitch? What what's uh, what comes to mind when when you think about you know what fulfills you?
1: I, I think the uh, the reason that I got involved. I mean, we we work primarily with immigrants, although not exclusively. We do have some. Uh, American-born students who, um, you know, school for whatever reason didn't work out for them and and they uh, struggle with literacy. Uh, We have a GED program that a lot of our American-born students uh, participate in. But primarily 92% of our students are immigrants. They were born elsewhere and have come to us to learn the English language. And the reason that I got involved with this uh, organization was uh, I saw stories on the news, as I'm sure everybody did, about immigrants being treated badly, being told, you know, go back where you came from. You're not welcome here. You know, you've, your customs are not welcome here. You're not liked here. And I just bothered me. It made me really angry. And so I thought I could sit here and be angry about it or I could do something about it. And I went to searching uh, for a way that I could help immigrants. And this was uh, the way that I came up with was uh, to work with Lincoln Literacy and try to make what has got to be an incredibly difficult transition uh, just a little bit easier by giving them some communication tools. And, um, you know, we, you hear that, that phrase, you know, I, I found my voice. Well, if you can't speak the language, you don't really have a voice. And that's, that's an important part of what I um, try to instill in my tutors is that you're giving these people a, a tool. You're giving them a huge tool and a platform that they can now communicate. And that can be something as simple as, I can go to the store and feel comfortable asking questions of a clerk, or I can talk to my, uh, te- the teachers of my children at school and feel like I've got something I can actually say and understand what's, being, uh, what's happening with me. So um, that's the biggest reason. That's the biggest reason that brings me joy. The biggest thing that gives me joy about this job is knowing that we're helping uh, make that transition a lot easier for these people.
0: Without a doubt. Um, For the uninitiated, can you tell us a little bit about the mission and history of Lincoln Literacy?
1: Lincoln Literacy started uh, 51 years ago. Uh, We had our 50th anniversary uh, last fall. Uh, So we've been around for a while. Um, It started out as a much smaller operation, and it was primarily focused on Ah, uh, not on immigrants, but on um, American-born students, and uh, it gradually expanded into uh, working with a lot of ELL learners, English language learners, and um, and we now also have. A lot of uh, what we call skills classes, but they're, they're more professionally oriented. So if you, uh, it's a common story of someone who comes over from another country that say, I was an architect, I was a dentist, um, I was a lawyer in my home country, and I have this knowledge, skills, and ability, but I don't have the right credentials here in America. And we have people on our staff that help work that out, help Help to say, okay, this is what you need to do in order to practice your profession here in Nebraska and here in in the United States. Um, so we have a number of, of professional classes. One of our more successful ones is our uh, Certified Nursing Assistance Prep Program, uh, and we don't we don't offer the test ourselves. We help people who want to get the get started in the medical field, help them prepare for the exam that they'll have to pass to become a CNA. Uh, We also offer classes in uh, uh, commercial driver's license, uh, prep for that exam, uh, the GED, which I spoke of earlier, and uh, a number of other uh, professional type courses that um, really help not only address an English language barrier, but also address a professional barrier um because you know if you're here and you uh, especially if you are a refugee if you had to flee your home country under some dire circumstances and you're probably a lot more worried about where is my next meal coming from than how do i conjugate this verb so we realize there's a more to this than just offering English classes. So we wanted to try to help out people in uh, multiple ways. Um, so again, we've been around for uh, a little over fifty years now. We have about uh, one hundred and eighty active volunteers that work with us, and we have a staff of about twenty. Um, and we uh, we just moved into a, a very nice new building on Lincoln Mall um, beginning of this month. so, uh, we're right, uh, right by the uh, the courthouse. Um. Lincoln Mall's the one that goes between the courthouse and the Capitol for, uh, for those of you like me who don't know the names of the streets very well still after 10 years, uh, I still don't know all the names of the streets, but um, we got a nice new office. And uh, last year was a record breaking year for us. We served over 1400 students, uh, which is, you know that's the size of a, a pretty good high school. So, um, and we're 48 different countries represented in there uh, of those 1400 students so that's uh that's probably a long elevator ride pitch about uh, about the organization but there's a lot that we do and there's a lot that we do that maybe people don't know about in particular those professional classes i always try to emphasize those because i think people people who know about lincoln literacy know about the ell portion of it but those professional classes um uh, haven't been well, well as well publicized or as as long established, so I always want to try to emphasize those and get those out there too.
0: That's incredible, and congratulations on the success. Thank you. Of space, Thank you. I'm sure it's. Uh, lovely to to finally be on the other side of that move i'm sure there are a lot of moving parts that go oh, into yeah Any, anybody's, like that.
1: anybody who's ever moved anywhere knows that uh, it's it's better when it's over than when it's going on so yeah yeah
0: no oh, absolutely um
1: can you we share got, got a lot of, got a lot of empty cardboard boxes anybody wants to come down we got <laughs> boxes for everybody so
0: can you share a little bit about who is eligible for your services who's eligible uh, eligible for your programs
1: uh, really anybody uh, who wants to be uh, wants to learn uh, we primarily focus on adults although we do have um, uh, we offer child care for our, our adult learners um, and we also offer a van service so we will actually go get you and bring you to the classes and we'll watch your kids for you while you're there those are two gigantic barriers um, and we realized some time way back before I got involved that, you know, it's great to have these classes, but if you can't get there or you don't have anybody to watch your kids, what good does it really do you? So we tried to overcome those two barriers by, um, again, offering that band service and the child care service. So we focus on adults, but we do have about uh, maybe a couple hundred children that were also with us last year and while they're in childcare, some of our sites we do have a teacher that works with them uh and tries to teach them you know uh things at a a child level um that are good to know and so um realizing that that's also part of the the process too because a lot of um uh, new new families here in america um you know, it ends up being the kids because kids learn languages faster than adults do. Sometimes it's the kids that end up helping out their parents quite a bit. And, um, you know, act, acting as translators, especially if they're, the kids are a little bit older, um, they really, they really provide a valuable service. So we're trying to help again in a variety of ways, but every, any anybody is eligible. There's, you don't have to have a certain status or a Visa status or anything like that. anybody who wants to, and we don't charge a dime for anything. Um, there's no uh, there's no fee for you. Don't have to pay extra for the van service or something like that. Everything is uh, everything is free.
0: That's fantastic. Um, if someone were in interested in, in you know having access to those programs and those services, can you share a little bit about how folks can get connected to Lincoln Literacy and the uh, the variety of opportunities available to them within the programs?
1: yeah Uh, if you're if you wanted to be a student of ours um, you can uh, go visit our website that's uh, lincolnliteracy.org or you can call us at 476-7323 and there's uh, a little bit of an intake process we do an initial assessment of what your english language level is and that could be from knowing absolutely nothing to uh, being quite skilled um, and we just we're we're trying to just assess the right level so we can put you in the right class where, where you can uh, um, learn appropriately and um, we we try to uh, determine we usually have three or four different levels of classes at our sites um, beginning again starting with people who know absolutely nothing all the way up to people who um, you know, learned English when they were going to college and um, and it's, um, uh, we, we try to put them again in an appropriate place for them where they're going to have success. Um, if you want to volunteer with us, uh, I'm the guy that you talk to, and so you can again go through either the phone number or, uh, the 476 or that website again is lincolnliteracy.org. Um, and you can connect with me and you can, um, uh learn more about the process we have a training program to start our volunteers with and um we can find you a place you can we have two opportunities for you You can either work one-on-one with a student or you can teach a small group and usually our group classes are between you know four to eight people we try not to get them any bigger than that because um you know, it just gets it's, it's a little bit too hard to manage and have participation in a group of 10 or more. Um, so that's uh, we usually ask people for volunteering that if they would commit to one time a week, um, the classes are usually an hour and a half. Uh, so if you were doing a little bit of prep maybe a little bit of reflection after the class as I usually did and thought about everything I did that didn't go right when I was a teacher and tried to, to get better, uh, maybe two, two and a half hours a week, uh, commitment. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very rewarding experience too for people. And I can talk about that later, but, um, those are ways that you, that people can get in touch with us. And, uh, my, my email address here is just M malloy, So M M a, l-l-o-y and that's at lincolnliteracy.org if anybody wants to just reach out to me directly is there a
0: favorite client story that comes to mind when you think about the enormous impact that you're having on the community does this one story in particular uh yeah you know, count?
1: i i uh you know we have um a lot of of great stories um there was a uh uh, uh One of my favorites was a a student I had. She was from Afghanistan. She was from the uh, Herat, which is in the western part of Afghanistan. And she was in medical school when the Taliban retook power and had to flee with her husband. And um, she came here incredibly smart, both of them much smarter than I am. And uh, they were they already knew a fair amount of English. um, But you know, there was obviously a lot, a lot to learn and a lot, a lot of things to, to work out when you're learning a new language. And she came to my class one time and she sat down and said, "Um, all right, she had her notebook and her pen out. She was all ready to go. She's like, tell me about these irregular verbs. How do you do it? And she was all ready for me to tell her like what the formula was for how you, for how you, you know, do a past tense for a verb that isn't, you just don't add ed. And I just said, I'm sorry. There's, there's no real rhyme is walk is walked, but run is ran. And she was just crushed. She, she wanted a formula. She wanted so badly to, to attack it the way that she did her medical training. But, um, but that's one of the things that I always uh, tell our tutors about is part of the training process is kind of looking at the English language from, an objective viewpoint and realizing there's a lot of weird stuff about our language. that's very difficult to learn just the long and the short vowel sounds. Uh, most languages just have one sound for their letters. Um, things like the irregular verbs of, you know, run becomes ran. Um, it's not runned like you would think it might be if you were a new language learner. Um, and just all sorts of other things. You know, I, I remember the old, um, thing about the i before e except after c or pronounced as an a as a neighboring way and i always think well it's it's got not a great rule if it's got two exceptions baked into it already but then you think of a word like c's you know that's an e before an i and it's not doesn't sound like an a so there's at least a third exception that didn't get included in there so there's there's just all sorts of strange things that uh native-born americans um you know kind of take for granted but then when you look at it from an outsider's perspective and you think, wow, this, this is really difficult. And sometimes the explanation is, it just is that because a pH makes an F sound in photo, I don't know why it does, but it just does. And, um, those are always, uh, things I stress to my tutors is it's kind of looking at our own language with, uh, different eyes and realizing, yeah, there's, there's some strain in. And also knowing two things like, um, you know, people who uh, speak Arabic, for example, that's a totally different alphabet and Arabic speakers read right to left and English, of course, is left to right. So just imagining that of learning a whole new alphabet and having to like retrain your brain to read the other direction. So um, that's always helpful to know when, when, you know, if you, you know, sometimes it's it can be frustrating you say, Well just just sound out the letters but you know, like if you look at other languages like Mandarin or, or Arabic and to us, you know, they, it just looks like a bunch of squiggly lines and we don't even know what that means. Well our letters look like that to, to other people. So, um, I always try to keep that in mind and I got off a little off topic there for your favorite student story, but, um, that student now, she and her husband, both are students at Nebraska Wesleyan university. They got accepted there. They're going to be starting there in the fall. And, um, they, uh, they already work at Brian, uh, West, uh, in the medical field. So, um, they're going to go both uh, earn their nursing degrees and, uh, they're, uh, um, they'll be doing a lot better. than they'll, they're, they're a lot, both a lot smarter than I am. So I'm sure they're going to be uh, doing uh, doing a, a lot of great things for us.
0: That's phenomenal, and, and best of luck to them as they uh, they re-enter the, the yeah, educational yeah. space. Um, what would you say are some of the the biggest misconceptions about uh, Lincoln Literacy and and some of the programs it offers?
1: I would say that the, yeah, probably the biggest misconception, as I talked about earlier, is the. Uh, the, the, the professional classes that we offer, um, you know, people are, if, if they know about us, they know that we work with um, English language learners, but um, they may not be aware of, of all the variety of, of other classes that we offer. Um, and uh, when we also, like I said, we have a number of American born um, students who are with us that um, oftentimes they didn't finish, you know, their high school diploma, and, um, you know, they, they struggle to read and, uh, they speak, you know, as, as well as, as, as anybody, um, but, um, but just struggling to, to read. And that's, that's kind of a, a hidden, you know, issue in, in our country is that, um, people can go through school and still get, you know, pretty far into school and still really struggle with reading. And sometimes it's a matter of, you know, they maybe had, uh, you know, a Alerting disability or a, a challenge like dyslexia or, or um, they just, you know, it, it's or class, like I said, class, for whatever reason, school just didn't uh, work for them. And now they're out there adults and they're trying to make their way in, uh, around with uh, limited reading abilities. Um, so we try to help those people, too. I think those are probably the two biggest things that people wouldn't know about us Uh, in general, the professional classes and the number of people we work with who uh, were born here.
0: So you mentioned the the volunteer program and you're the the go-to contact for that. Um, If listeners want to help, um, how would you encourage them to do so?
1: We will always take donations. So uh, you can go to our our website. We've got a uh, uh, a new new platform up there to uh to, to to accept donations we did very well on give to lincoln day um we um we uh, uh god i thought i should have i should have written the number down shouldn't i have before i did this but i think it was somewhere in the uh it was uh we were in the top 10 i know of organizations um that got donations so we did very well on give to lincoln day uh but if you want to help us out that's a great way to do it. Volunteering is also another great way to do it, uh, to become involved. And uh, we have a number of um, uh, tutors of ours who have moved away and are still volunteering with us because you can teach online. We have some online classes. Uh, and right now we have Uh, A young lady who just finished an internship with us and moved to uh, Salem, Oregon. She's going to teach online for us in the fall. We have another woman who is going to grad school at the University of Maryland. She's teaching with us online. Uh, We have a woman who lives in Albany, New York. She's originally from here, but she's going to college out there. She teaches with us online. And I think that's a great testament to uh, particularly uh, we have some interns and then their internship ends and most of them still are involved with the organization. So I think that speaks well for us that they didn't just say, okay, I, I, I did my time, I got my hours in, Say la vie, see ya. Um, they, they still want to continue to work um, with us. Um, and that's, it's reflective of, what I think, the, the, the feeling you get when you know that you're helping somebody and you know that, um, and that when every tutor has had that experience of when that light bulb moment, goes off teachers know what I'm talking about uh, when a student is struggling and then suddenly they get it and that just really really makes you feel good when you have that Um, so um, yeah that's those are the the two best ways if you want to help us out is you can donate money or donate time and we both graciously accept uh, either
0: speaking of funding can you share a little bit about how your agency is funded is it fully uh, donation based or can you just share some
1: uh, we, we do we do get a lot of our money from from donors um we also um uh, have a lot of uh I, i'm not involved really in the in the finance end of things but we do get uh, some uh, program money from uh, for refugee resettlement services um and some of uh some some government grants through that we do apply for and receive a lot of grant funding as well um and uh uh, we also, I think one other thing I should have mentioned earlier is we have some work site uh, classes. Uh, we have some great partners like uh, like Brian Health, uh, like Kawasaki, like Garner Industries, um, where uh, those companies employ a lot of, of immigrants, and we actually have classes on their work site, uh, at their work site. So uh, we will send, uh, usually it's a staffer of ours, we'll send them out there uh, to teach and, um, you know, the, it's great for the employees because they're on the clock when they're doing this, it's usually either an hour before or an hour after their shift ends. And, um, so they're getting to learn English. So, so they they like it because they're learning and they're getting paid and, um, the, company is getting uh, more, you know, uh, more knowledgeable workforce that's easier, easier for them to communicate with and understand. And um, so we have a great relationship with uh, some businesses here in town. Um, But yeah, those, those are, we have a variety, like I said, grants, um, donations, and then we have some, uh, uh, some state and federal money that we, we receive as well.
0: What are some of the goals for Lincoln Literacy in the short term? I know that you just moved into a new space. I, I would imagine successfully navigating that transition was one of them. Yeah,
1: fi- finding everything that we packed in the boxes is goal number one right now. So um, uh, this is uh, um, we we want to always meet people where they are and try to um, help them out, whether that is, you know, taking them from an already advanced level of English, even higher or getting them from not even knowing the letters of the alphabet to understanding, you know, the days of the week and um, simple words and simple phrases. Um, That's our our biggest goal. We always wanna try to, we we do a lot of testing and assessment. Our goal is to try to have um, people improve by one level um, every year. And uh, well, about two thirds of our students do. we feel like that's a pretty good batting average. So um, we, uh, we, we always are trying to have uh, goals for our students. That's, that's the biggest focus right now is, or has always been our biggest focus is trying to have the students improve and, um, and engaged because uh, that's, that's what we're here for.
0: You've touched on this a bit throughout our conversation, but just kind of to summarize, what, what have you learned as a result of doing this work?
1: I've learned a lot about other cultures um and if if you're somebody who's interested in volunteering um learning a lot about other cultures learning a lot about other languages um and like i was i was very ignorant um a lot of i you know, obviously knew about the country of afghanistan um because of the political situation there and the wars that have been fought there but i didn't know much about the culture there and um, you know, it's a very diverse um, country with uh, uh, three different languages. Two of them are kind of similar. Uh, none of them are Arabic, by the way. Uh, I was kind of ignorant about that. I thought, well, everybody in the Middle East speaks Arabic. Don't know. No, no, there's a lot of different languages that are spoken, and particularly in Afghanistan. And uh, there are mountainous regions where it's very cold, so people move here and they're very used to the winter and it's no problem. There are also low-lying areas where it's very hot and it is it is very cold here for those folks in the winter. Um, but yeah, uh, big cities, rural areas. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot about Afghanistan and I've learned a lot about just um, different languages. Like um, the Japanese actually have three different alphabets. I did not know that. I don't know, I've asked my Japanese friend like, how do you know which one is which? They're like, well, you just know. And it's, I suppose when you're in it every day, yeah, you just kind of figure it out, but they've got three sets of letters, um, that they can use. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of our, we have a lot of people from Ukraine who, um, obviously because of the invasion that happened last year and, um, a lot of ukrainians still speak russian uh, particularly if you're older when you if you went to school when it was still part of the soviet union and they taught you no we're going to teach you the, the real language which is russian and not your language which is ukrainian um younger people tend to speak are more likely to speak ukraine but it's still the official russian is still the official language in most of the um States or provinces. I'm not sure what they call them in in Ukraine, but in most uh, parts of the country, Russia is still the official language. So uh, given the situation there, that might be changing because uh, most Ukrainians that are here I've talked to are uh, not fond of the Russian language for obvious reasons right now. But it's, it's, you learn things like that, that you never, uh, I never would have imagined uh, learning uh, without this job.
0: Without a doubt. that That is all the time we have for today. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to, to Mike Malloy of Lincoln Literacy for sharing your experiences and the great work of your agency with us and with the community. Uh, thanks for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org. Tune in next week for another edition of Cause Collective Radio. Keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD.